0: we used to go to the playground my father used to say one fight all fight and that was one of those principles he instilled in all of us welcome back to beyond our dna we are on episode four i'm amber
1: and i'm david
0: And we thank you for returning and tuning in. We have received a lot of your feedback, your comments, your support, and your love. And we are so ecstatic and thankful. (laughs) (laughs) And thankful for your support. Um, Episode four, we're going to dig deep into more about family values and how we kind of maneuver in our relationship, you know, moving forward in our marriage. Just certain principles of things that we were similar, some things that were different, and how we kind of compromise through those things.
1: And some important topics that really need to be discussed, again, fairly early on in your relationship. Yeah, before you decide to get married. You get married, before you have children. Oh, yeah. You know, there's just some things that you definitely want to think through that you don't always think about.
0: And don't get us wrong, we're not experts. We just got married, we, yeah. you know, we won't even dating, not even, <laughs>
1: not even two years.
0: Yeah. So you guys, of course, may have a different experience, especially if you've been dating five, six years, you've been married longer. We still will love your feedback. So
1: a little bit of background about our family size. Okay. So I have my parents who were married for like 23 years, mm-hmm. got a divorce, mm-hmm. awesome, fun times. Uh, And then I have one younger brother who is four years younger than me, happens to be the same age as my wonderful, amazing, Mm -hmm. beautiful wife.
0: I came initially from a two-parent household. My parents were married for a while. I really don't know how many years they were married, but I remember that they got divorced when I was young. And I am the last child of eight siblings. I have five brothers, two sisters. It is a huge family. So you already know that when we link up, it is a family reunion. I've been used to, you know, the large family gatherings. That was normal to me. David come from a smaller background where well, his immediate family is a smaller background. This Very a- different household. Yeah. Six course meal they got the table menus and, uh, we're going to have hors d'oeuvres at. uh, and I'm, I'm being funny at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have hors d'oeuvres served at five thirty. dinner will be served shortly after we're going to have the sorbet, you know, to clean your palate. <laughs> this is <laughs> the difference between my family and his family, my family, of course, I mean, we just had an experience, a uh, situation, well, as you know, my mother passed away mm-hmm. If you don't know. Um, my mother passed away two years ago she had a birthday october 30th and so on on the 31st my sister had the most brilliant idea of doing you know dinner in her honor we have this family friend her mom their mom and our mom were best friends kind of growing up in church all drifted apart hadn't spoken in so long we decided to just get together it was so much fun it was like the highlight i feel like of my year it was i'm sorry my marriage was wow. the highlight
1: of my <laughs> Not only did we get married this year, we also got engaged. I planned a massive 40-person surprise party at our favorite winery. Oh,
0: mean that way. I mean... I did not mean it that way. I'm talking just about... Just <laughs>
1: mind-blown right now.
0: No, I'm talking... I'm, I'm done. I'll see you guys later. I'm to sit down. No, I'm just saying it was such a highlight because it just felt like childhood it brought back so many memories I mean we were looking at old pictures it was we were playing games it just felt you just think of home you know Mm -hmm. and that's what I mean as far as like the nostalgia in my favorite time of the year because as a kid you knew that we were going over the McGlora's house it was literally the best times of my childhood Mm -hmm. so that's what I meant by it
1: Well, I'm going to take extreme offense to that, Um, (laughs) but on my side of things, (laughs) I had quite the interesting childhood. My family decided that it would be wonderful for me to be homeschooled my entire life.
0: (laughs) And I was public school.
1: Which, whenever people meet me, they're like, oh my gosh, you were homeschooled and Uh you're like a normal person? That's really weird. (laughs) somehow I made it out normal Mm -hmm. I think it's because homeschool life wasn't for me although right now I should probably be selling a homeschool course (laughs) we're going through COVID and everyone's working from home yeah but I had really really strict parents we really didn't do much of anything there was no going out to eat there was very little vacations. There was one of the things that we constantly joke about is the fact that I've never seen any movies.
0: Oh, my goodness. Any time I like, oh, babe, you want to watch? Have you ever seen this movie? Babe, if it was in the 90s, I've never seen it. The only thing I've seen is Babe the Pig and Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> like what kind of home? Literally the
1: only two movies that I saw.
0: <laughs> it probably landed ba- more time. Babe
1: the Pig. No. Well, yeah. That, when, that was it. Uh, other neighbor's house but I couldn't actually <laughs> oh
0: we didn't go gosh. to them the only two times I went to the movies
1: one time we almost went there was like a a perfect uh, it was perfect storm we were at the beach and it was raining the whole day and so my family was like let's go to the movies and we almost saw my third movie
0: but, wow but we didn't so just Wow! To... Oh my
1: word! So I didn't start watching movies until like the early 2000s when I could actually drive myself to the theater because my parents literally—they I couldn't go with friends like they wouldn't let me hang out. The only things I was allowed to do uh, during my childhood was go to church functions, <laughs> church functions, and I mean, soccer practice. You're
0: honestly, not too far off. Like when I was growing up as a teenager, my mother was a single mom, single parent, having to raise all these kids on her own. There were a lot of restrictions. We felt like our parents were strict. Unless we learned, we both come from similar mm-hmm. kind of religious backgrounds. And that's what actually drew us together because of, you know, our backgrounds. It made you rebel a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, when you're under like those strict households, you rebel a little bit. And I was just talking with. Um,
1: you did. I didn't.
0: My friend Nikki. And I was just talking about the time when they, my mom had to call her dad because I like ran away from home. <laughs> and it was the dumbest thing. I got upset. I ran away from home. It was so stupid. I was gone for a day, came back, and her dad was like on the porch waiting for me. <laughs> to David's point, we still were like able to watch movies. Like that was actually our pastime. As we would sit around as a family, eat Twizzlers, and watch movies.
1: Uh, I think we watched, there was some angel show.
0: I don't know, but my mother... It was like when the Sabbath was coming. And if those of you don't know, Sabbath is like night on Friday until night on Saturday was considered the Sabbath. We didn't cook, clean. You had to do everything before the Sabbath came in. And if you wanted to watch movies, you could only watch biblical movies. So Ben-Hur, Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> I mean, these were literally the only movies that we were able to watch. And then on Saturday, we were in church all day Saturday. By Saturday night, when we got home, it was like okay. we and we were so happy when it started to get dark early, like around this time. <laughs>
1: Touched by an angel.
0: Oh, babe, <laughs> you were looking for like, we that movie <laughs> that whole time. That's and, what I was looking for. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, that's a little bit about our childhood, our upbringing.
1: So the next thing we wanted to touch base on was just having alignment as a couple mm-hmm. and alignment specifically around values, around big decisions in your relationship. And one of the biggest for us so far has been around Christmas mm-hmm. because I grew up in a household that celebrated Christmas, mm-hmm. but you grew up in a household that didn't celebrate Christmas.
0: Right. Yeah. I We didn't celebrate Christmas and that's pretty much how we were raised. We don't, you know, believe that Christ was born in December on the 25th. We don't understand what the snowman and Santa have to do with God or even the fact that Christmas.
1: It's a marketing holiday. Just yeah, like it's,
0: we, else. we look at it as a pagan holiday. And so, like David was saying, we didn't I, I didn't grow up celebrating it and meeting him. He did.
1: And but, while I did grow up celebrating it, my parents were actually fairly strict in that they didn't want to lie to us about Santa. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want us to, so we never believed in Santa. We weren't too far off from Mm -hmm. our thought processes, but that was definitely a big thing for me because I had always grown up celebrating Mm -hmm. Christmas, right? And my birthday is December 19th. I actually, I was a Christmas baby, so I didn't come home until Mm -hmm. Christmas Day. I have to take a stupid picture every year. (laughs) They brought me home back in 1986 in a (laughs) Christmas stocking with my name stitched on it. And so every year now, my mom makes me continue to take this photo of me with my foot in my stocking. Which I
0: actually love. And so... With us growing together as a couple last year, you know, I expressed to him that I didn't celebrate Christmas, but I didn't make him feel a certain way that he did. Mm -hmm. You know, I just explained to him and I didn't just start putting stuff out. I actually went and got research and, you know, started to express why I didn't. And my pastor actually preached on it where he gets like the biblical text and he goes back and get the history behind it. And it's not trying to make someone feel bad. It's just explaining to them why we don't. Mm -hmm. Also, just the history behind where Christmas, you know, originated from. He still did the decorations around the house. We still had the form of the presents and the things of that nature. But I didn't make him feel bad. I just told him, you know, going forward, we just need to discuss... How our household and and it was definitely be,
1: it was definitely tough, right? Like, it was definitely different for me, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up in a house while I have only one brother. My mom is four sisters, I have a bunch of cousins. We would all go up to my grandparents' farm, Mm -hmm. you know, we would celebrate and had 20 plus people there, and it was like a big thing. And yeah, that that I have a lot of very good memories around that. Mm -hmm. And so, we were able to come up with compromises around okay, so. We're not going to, you know, put up a tree or we're not going to, you know, celebrate with gifts, but we can still do like a family dinner. Yeah. and And so there are ways that you guys can compromise, but it's figuring out what's going to work best for both of you as a couple.
0: Yeah. I, I found this amazing, amazing article and this article. It's it's also was linked in our last episode. I got a lot of great pieces from it, it says all married couples face stress. During holidays. Talk about your cultural differences and how holidays were celebrated when you were kids. Realize that holidays give the two of you a chance to discuss how your family will handle both the differences and similarities in your backgrounds. Be proud of your cultural traditions and work together to create ways to celebrate them that will be meaningful, meaningful to you both. So, like you said, you know, you went up to Your grandparents' farm, and that was your kind of your tradition, Mm -hmm. and that was how you spent the holidays. And same for me, it still is a time that you can be around your family, Mm -hmm. or we're going to go out and volunteer.
1: Right. For everyone that's listening here, right, there might be different situations that you might be facing, whether or not you are a Muslim dating a Christian or a Muslim dating a Jew. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all different Mm -hmm. um, types of scenarios that you guys could be in. And it's really about one, as we've talked about on our last couple episodes, it's really being empathetic and understanding where your partner is coming from, understanding their perspective, not just waiting to, you know, for your opportunity to talk and jam down mm-hmm. your ideas of how you think that the relationship should be, but really understanding where they're coming from and understand their perspective and that will help you to shape your direction right this is your family that Mm -hmm. you are building it's no one else it's not your parents it's not your grandparents it's not your friends it's not your family this is your family you decide what you want to do
0: yeah even when it comes down just to the small things like types of food Mm -hmm. that's actually not up here but that's actually a huge thing Cuisine. Mm-hmm. Cuisine is huge in, you know, different cultural backgrounds. Coming from my family, it's so food down to baked mac and cheese, the turkey, the ribs, the, I mean, the greens with the turkey neck. Oh, my word. It is good. <laughs> and we don't eat like that on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. But that is, you know, the background and the culture, like how we eat on those days. Whereas your mom had cooked...
1: Don't talk about my mom's cooking like that.
0: <laughs> she said. So, I, I love my mom. I love my mom. What was
1: But cooking is not like, I mean, you it know, It's like a German dish. She makes creamed onions. That's like what she brings to all the family dinners. And it's nice. And, and, it was
0: actually pretty good.
1: And they're good. But I generally do most of the cooking in my family.
0: And that was kind of like an eye opener to me. It was different.
1: Which I'm a phenomenal cook, by the way.
0: You are. What I the point that I'm trying to make best is best devil on the babe, east Coast. The point <laughs> that I'm trying to make, <laughs> see, the point that I'm trying to make is it was a difference in what I'm used to. Yeah, and being outside of that comfort zone, knowing that it's just four people at the house now, mm-hmm. it was a little quiet. You know, I'm used to it, like a loud <laughs> yeah. house, yeah. everyone screaming at the top of their lungs, yeah. music playing, and it just definitely showed. The difference in our family dynamics it was amazing to yeah. see that how different it was
1: so a couple other of the topics that we wanted to touch on just making sure there's alignment within your relationship mm-hmm. it, one of the big ones around children is discipline right education yeah understanding i was raised with spanking uh, yeah a lot of spanking oh,
0: yeah yeah I mean, I was definitely spanked. Just to kind of give you some background, David and I don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. So this is the time where we want to hear from you. We want to hear how your household is, if you had any kind of differences or similarities in your background. If you had those um, discussions with your significant other about how to discipline your kid mm-hmm. and the type of education and schooling, would they be. Private school or homeschool or public education, or if you wanted to live in a certain area where the schools were better. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to hear from you from this aspect, um, because we don't have kids right now. But I know from my background, I got spanked. Mm -hmm. I mean, my sisters even spanked me. (laughs) So I mean, my my sister Rose got me good one day, and to think about it, she's my she's like my best friend. So we're five years apart. But think about that when I'm young,
1: when I'm younger. Mm -hmm. And those are things that you guys need to discuss, right? And understand how your relationship is going to work. Like one of the things um, for me is like no yelling, right? Like I was, uh, my mom was uh, very vocal, we'll say. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In, uh, in her, we'll call them spirited discussions that she would have. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, that was a big thing of like, okay, when you and I are having a conversation about something, Mm -hmm. we're not going to yell at each other. We're not going to call each other names. I don't think that there's a reason why anyone should ever call someone else uh, a
0: name. Yeah. So clearly when we were dating, we set those boundaries ahead of time. And that's what I was talking about in the last episode, you know, just how a healthy relationship should be where it's you're it's okay to disagree. It's okay to not be on the page about everything, but at least having boundaries, those disagreements. And right. one of his biggest things was no yelling. That's a trigger for him. So I try when I express myself, if it's to that point where I'm like either annoyed or angry, I step away for a second and then mm-hmm. I come back like, "Okay, babe." Let's kind of revisit the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I try my hardest in not yelling in past situations where that's all we did was yell at each other. That's just kind of how we communicated. And I see such a difference where you step back and you come back together to speak about it. And so as we're talking about raising children and what we will want for future children, how that will impact our home coming from a home where, you know, my parents did disagree a lot and we heard those arguments. So did we. Yeah, we definitely heard those arguments. They were un- uneasy and unpleasant. Like, do you guys yell in front of your kids? Do you disagree in front of your kids? Do one parent discipline one in front of the other? Does one go behind the other one and say something else? You know, those things really matter when you're raising a child together. Because I came from a separate where my dad ended up leaving, his house was a little bit more. I didn't really see, visit him that much, but when we went, it was a little bit more liberal because we mm. didn't see him that much. Right. Whereas my mom, it was very more she strict. Was the she, yeah, yeah, the disciplinary. She needed to be a little bit more strict on us. But you know, as we're raising our future kids together, hopefully, these are things that we would like to hear from you. You know, how you handle these situations.
1: Yeah, and one of the other things that we we think is important that we found uh, through our counseling to be really important and, and eye-opening for us is just the decision-making process. What is a, a limit that you can spend without discussing with the other person, right? Mm-hmm. And Or something that has to do with your car or something that has to do with finance. Are those conversations that you're requiring that be brought to the table that you guys have an open conversation about? Or do you just act and just do it on your own? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how I was before. As I yeah. would just do it on my own. Didn't really... didn't. Yeah.
0: Even... And that, that was an issue in the beginning where I used to tell him, like, I came from a very independent background. I need to know finance. I need to know where the finances are going. Mm-hmm. I need to know what's happening. I gave him that autonomy in if he wants to pay, pay things or whatever. I just like to see where it's going. Mm -hmm. And so that made me a lot more comfortable. But even outside of that decision-making and like outside influences, we said before our premarital counselors were very dynamic in helping structure our relationship. It has been very beneficial. The things that we do. Mm -hmm.
1: It's definitely given us a different perspective. Oh, different perspective. And kind of opened our eyes because I think before it was... You know, we might talk about our relationship to everybody or to like friends. or Whereas now after hearing that, we might hold some things a little bit closer to the chest. We don't need everybody in the family to know every little thing that's going on yeah. with our lives because here's the thing. You may work through a situation, mm-hmm. but your family wasn't there for you working through it. They were only there or friends or whoever you're yeah. getting this outside influence. They're only there hearing the negative. They're not seeing you progress through that problem.
0: Yeah, and it's also, you know, protecting yourself. Not everybody is going to come from a positive place. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to come from a loving place. And sometimes when you speak to someone about your personal relationship and they're giving you this negative feedback and they're saying these negative things, that can influence how you react with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be careful who you allow into your relationship. And if anything, you have to protect your relationship. If it's something to that magnitude, I will seek out a source who is unbiased to, mm-hmm. or they know you, but that's objective to it. And someone that you trust that you know they're going to give you good counsel. We're not talking about, oh, just random family or friends that are just going to speak from a personal perspective. Someone's going to give you good counsel to help you in that moment.
1: And make sure that you take advice from somebody that's been there and somebody that's done that. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't take advice from the people yeah. that are single, right? Like, we <laughs> can't
0: give you advice about kids. That's mm-hmm. why we told you on that segment, you help us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can't give you that, uh, that, that type of guidance. We can't give you the type of guidance about, oh, being married for 10 years. We're not there yet, mm-hmm. so we know it's going to be a whole different ball game. We're speaking from a perspective of literally just dating, just getting married, our experiences in being as being you know interracial couples, and we how we've realized that there is another layer on our relationship, you know, outside of us just being together. This is where we're coming from. We're not relationship experts at all, mm-hmm. and we, I am the first to let you know that I make so many mistakes in my relationship but this is the platform where it's very therapeutic we can talk about it we can laugh about it we can learn from it and that's what we we just we're striving to do
1: so as we wrap up our our episode here episode four <laughs> four uh, when you look at your uh, relationship wow. There are certainly a lot of differences mm-hmm. in the way that we grew up, mm-hmm. in the family environment, in our viewpoints on, on certain things. It's really understanding where the similarities are mm-hmm. in your relationships, mm-hmm. right? Look at the positives. Don't focus on the negatives of your relationship. And really making sure that you're keeping your eyes open to how you can continue to grow in your relationship together. Mm -hmm. And what are the conversations? What are the questions that you need to ask as a couple, which brings us to our favorite card game,
0: favorite card game for those who are just kind of tuning in. It's love language and the link is below and it just dives deeper into your relationship and brings about questions that you really probably never thought to X. and this is for any type anywhere that you are in your relationship if you're already married if you're just married if you're just dating it's very fun and it and it really digs yeah, so to a deeper level
1: it's got different categories for different types of questions and so the category we're going to be reading from today is family
0: because of course we're talking about family values and so mark i'm just going to go first the question is what's the thing you most hope to replicate from your own upbringing
1: One of the things that honestly I didn't appreciate a whole lot of when I was younger, and honestly even now I don't really think I appreciate it as much as I should, which is how loving and caring my dad was. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad is just incredibly encouraging, always so proud of me, and I kind of took it a little bit as like a sign of weakness. Because my mom was so tough and my dad was kind of a little bit more nurturing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I really appreciated it the way that I should have.
0: Um, I would say that's actually good, babe. That's good. Your dad is very sweet. This is something that we're learning now when we were younger. My family and I were really close. And it's hard to keep eight kids together. Mm Mm-hmm. But I love my brothers and sisters. I love them, their faults and all. And that's something that I really want to make sure I replicate. Family values, instilling the foundation of family. Why it's important to stay close to your siblings. The reason God blesses with so many siblings, these are your first best friends. And Mm -hmm. that kind of bringing it, it definitely keeps that strong family united front. We used to go to the playground. My father used to say, one fight, all fight. (laughs) And that was... One of those principles he instilled in all of us. And that's something that I want to definitely replicate.
1: One fight, all fight.
0: One fight, all fight. <laughs> that, it wasn't, we jumping you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Um, last question here before we wrap up is, what was your favorite family tradition?
0: Ooh, Thanksgiving is one of my fav- favorite holidays. It's honestly just a day around your family. Like I said before, my family and I have grown. So much closer together. And, you know, Rose is actually my mom in the situation. She always, she does all the cooking now. Mm -hmm. So we always go to Rose House for everything. We're hosting it this year. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that I can definitely bring the dynamic that my mother brought to this. Bring that fire. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Him and his cooking. Goodness gracious. The best cooking ever. Anyways, what I'm saying is I just hope to bring... That same kind of nostalgia and that what that felt like. I, I want that to feel like this Thanksgiving here at our house for the first time we'll be hosting.
1: And for me, it's, it's an Top easy that. one. Um, my, my grandparents had a huge farm uh, in, up in Pennsylvania. And so every holiday, we always went up and saw my family. And so all of my cousins that were there, they'd all come in and we'd have a huge family gathering. And so that was definitely the big tradition that I enjoyed and that I would most certainly want to replicate with our family.
0: Yeah, we want to just wish you guys a wonderful holiday. We hope that you can just spend time with your loved ones, Mm -hmm. that this episode of Family Values was very beneficial to you, and you have different traditions, that you come to a compromise, Mm -hmm. and you start to make your own traditions in your home, what's meaningful to you and your family, and as you move forward. So...
1: On that note, a great closing question is, what is the family tradition that you want to cultivate in your relationship? Okay, I
0: like that. Leave
1: that note in the comment section below.
0: And thank you so much for tuning in to episode four. Please share this with your family and friends. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Have a
1: good one. Thanks, everyone.